0: Welcome back to Reflections of Darkness. This is your gorgeous drag hostess, Evil, coming to you from my Lay of Eternal Damnation. How are all my listeners out there in podcast land doing tonight? I hope all of you are getting vaccinated and finally getting back out into the world. Ugh, now I have to start going out and doing stuff, like going back to the gym to lose some of this quarantine weight, because you know I'm not a workout at home queen and walking out in the sunlight is not going to happen, especially since I've finally gotten rid of every tan line I have ever had, and I am now a lovely shade of, well, pale. (laughs) Well, that's enough about me and this pallid, thick self. I think we should get into tonight's episode, and it's a good one. Enjoy. Tonight, we are talking about Slither from 2006, and with me, I have guest host, the winner of season one of The Debauchery Trials, Dorian Fox. Applause, 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 applause. (laughs) Hello, Dorian, how are you? I'm so good, how are you? I'm all right, you know, busy, doing evil, being evil, all that.
1: (laughs) That's that's just
0: your day job. That is just my day job. And I I (laughs) dream about it too, so, you know, I should be getting hazard pay. Tell us a little bit about you, Dorian, about your experience with The Debauchery Trials, your drag your non-existent horror fandom all of it tell me everything
1: (laughs) well you already got a little bit out of the way hello my name is dorian fox Um, for those who do not know me i am a 22 year old drag performer from southern california um i started doing drag about almost two years ago so um, for me drag is a fairly new craft um, but I've always been an artistic person, whether dabbling in makeup or painting or writing. It's just, I've always been a creative kind of mind. So um, drag for me is like the perfect outlet. I love doing it. Uh, I really am fond of androgyny and I'm really fond of just like genderfuck. Um, can I say that? Yes, that? No, the we are form? an
0: explicit <laughs> uh, podcast. You can say what you want. I talk about dick okay. constantly.
1: Well, that's all you needed to tell me. <laughs> was evil, so I would only hope that there was no censorship going on here. True. Um, none but yeah that's kind of like a little bit about my drag background i just i'm really into like androgyny really into genderfuck um in terms of the debauchery trials that is a challenge a um instagram competition that i won this past um earlier in the year super exciting really really fun to be a part of um obviously you were one of the judges and it was just super super fun i really enjoyed it um it definitely allowed me to level up my drag in new ways that i hadn't before and just kind of push myself step outside of my comfort zone um but yeah Really, really fun. I have no complaints. It was honestly, with the way 2020 and even 2021 were, it was a great escape for me. So I was super excited and grateful for that.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Now tell us about your horror experience.
1: Well... I so growing up, my parents never showed me horror movies at all. I was never exposed to it. They were just like, you know, we're not going to show that to you. Let's watch Disney movies instead. <laughs> and tr- I mean, trust and believe, I had every single Disney movie on VHS. Oh, worry, so did I. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh, like exactly. Um. But I mean, horror was just never something that I was attracted to. And so as I got older, I kind of like delved into it a little bit for myself and kind of watched a few things here and there, um, but never to like the full extent. So I guess you could say I'm kind of a newbie and almost a bit of a wimp, um, which <laughs> you will find out as we talk about this. But oh, that's where I come from okay. for horror.
0: No, that's fine. You know, we like virgins here. It's all right. <laughs> Teach them some new things. Get them into trouble. Break them in. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, I guess we can just jump right in. So again, tonight we're talking about Slither from 2006. Now this one, it opens with a meteor hurtling towards the earth, interspersed with two cops in a car trying not to fall asleep from boredom. The meteor hits and it pops open and then title sequence, Slither. Now this reminded me of The Blob or Night of the Creeps, which The Blob has almost an exact same opening. The meteor falls, goo comes out, you know. Then we get a little montage of this town this town is kind of a shit town. Even the mayor is a douche. Get the fuck out of the way, cocksucker!
1: Morning, mayor.
0: How all doing? Easy come, easy go. What did you think of that little city montage?
1: i mean it immediately set me up for what i was going to be expecting i was kind of like i can tell that it's a small town just based on the fact that the two cops are literally asleep in the car at nighttime and then it just really established things well so we were brought into Wees wheelsy south carolina correct it was south carolina i think
0: i actually don't remember i didn't write it down <laughs> <laughs> yes we'll go with that it may be wrong funny. but email me it's fine
1: whatever i'm pretty sure it's south carolina so it definitely set up the scene well um, establish some characters that we will be fond of, like the mayor and all of that sort
0: The mayor. The mayor and his dirty, dirty mouth. He cannot dirty. help but curse about everything, and it's hilarious. And his little mm-hmm. fake hair, which, his little toupee is adorable. <laughs> Personally, I think it's super cute. All right, so we cut to the high school teacher. And all these kids that are kind of gross and bored, I guess, you know, that's what teenagers look like now. I don't know. Back when I was a teenager... <laughs> We didn't look like this. I don't know. They all just looked terrible and greasy and, ugh. And the teacher is this like beautiful blonde woman that all the boys are like lusting over, and she's like this beacon of like blonde and beautiful skin. And then they turn the camera to the teens, and it's like, oh Jesus, stop. Yeah. Uh, then we it's after school, and we get our first look at Grant. Grant Grant is his name. So for the rest of the podcast, I will be calling him Grant Grant because why not? That's his name. He's picking up Starla, his wife, and he is obviously very, very possessive of her. And we find out a little about them and their odd pairing.
1: That's one match I'll never get.
0: Ain't no mystery. Starla's raising them shanties off St. Luke, dirt poor. All she ever wanted was to be
1: a lady. Oh, Grant, Grant, he's always been made of green. Gold digger, huh? Oh, hell, Margaret. Starla's mother left her. Daddy's a drunk. She's 17 years old. Well, Grant pulls up, big old Cadillac. House on the Hill and college tuition. What would you do? Well. Hell, if he had a Johnny, you'd have married him, too. What's a Johnny? country. You know, where Johnny's people come from. Learn to eavesdrop better.
0: So then we cut to Grant Grant and Starla not in the mood in bed. Uh, but Grant is hot. Like, his body is on point. His face, okay, maybe a little rough, but his body is on point. Uh,
1: girl, we have two very different types. So let me just say, he was he was doable. He was doable.
0: Oh no, he was doable, yeah. But when he was just sitting in that bed with his shirt off, waiting for Star to get there, I was like, "I'll come in, I can tag in. Come on, girl, let me go." Uh, and then she comes in in curlers and like this like big old like nightshirt, and I'm like, "Okay, girl, we get it. You're not in the mood. I can see it on your face."
1: <laughs> she was fully not having any of it. She was like, "I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood." And he just went down and started kissing all up on her neck and getting all comfortable. Miss
0: Elizabeth Banks was not in the mood. She was not having it. Um, but Grant, Grant Grant, just a little aside, he's actually in another horror movie which you've not seen, is uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And he did that a hundred years ago when he was much younger. Though he kind of looks the same, he just had a full head of hair.
1: (laughs) Well, that'll do it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, Grant Grant goes for a walk, because he is obviously not getting any tonight. So he goes for a walk out to the local bar, quote unquote. And they cut to this bar, and it is the funniest thing, because there is this not attractive woman, on stage singing The Crying Game. it's the funniest visual, because he's just sitting there staring at this woman, and she's singing I Know All There Is To Know About The Crying Game. I know all there is to know about the crying game.
1: I've had my share of the crying game. There are kisses Hilarious Sidebar, I have to say to interrupt you This was probably my favorite part of the movie Oh my god, really? <laughs> I literally busted out laughing I was like, she is everything I want to look like <laughs> when I'm in drag She's everything I want to be
0: No, you she were was so was singing
1: Holding the microphone with two hands <laughs> Just staring blankly
0: just She's an icon gripping it in like panic singing <laughs> Yes, exactly uh, So then we meet slutty Brenda who was apparently down to fuck with Grant Cramp since she was 10. Megan Montgomery's little sister. You kidding me? Nope. Brenda.
1: My sister Megan, she was a big fat old cow, and I'd be thinking, "Was he seeing
0: her that ain't me? She, come on now. You couldn't been more than 10 or 11. Hell, that was game. <laughs> he's t- She's talking all up on him. She wants it. She doesn't care that he's married. That he's not interested. She is trying to get some. So they just continue to get drunk. So then slutty Brenda is like, I need to show you something in the woods. Basically, he wanted, she wanted to show him, you know, something. But she shows him in a tree. She carved her initials and his initials back when I guess she was 10. I don't know. And they're out in the woods and messing around. But Grant Grant, I have to say is actually a good guy because he's like no i can't do this i have to go home to my wife you know i'm married come on where are we going, Girl, come on, you? going? get over here oh. <laughs> oh. what i tell you oh. i had a crush on you oh you
1: look at that your initials be him
0: this <laughs> is like a piece of shit. Oh, shut up. At least I don't got the same last name as first. Oh, you're
1: my little turn, girl. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Stop yourself. Oh, stop. oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. oh, God. oh, 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 Stop. oh, She gets real worried about me if I'm out too late. I'm sorry. I gotta go. Ah.
0: But then all of a sudden, he just kind of turns, and he sees this thing in the forest. And it's all got, like, goo all over, and it's just weird looking. And he, like, pokes at it, and he's like, that's weird. And Brandon's like, what is it? And so then they see a slime trail coming from, well, what we know is the meteor. So, of course, they follow the slime trail because why wouldn't you in the middle of the night in the middle of the woods? Oh, people in horror movies are so stupid. Truly. So they follow the goo and they find a pulsating glob of jello. So what do they do? Well, in blob tradition, they poke it with a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Then the jello glob opens its little pouch. Its little, I don't know what you want to call it. We know what it looks like, but uh, I mean, maybe it looks like that. I've never seen one. I don't know. We all know what we're
1: talking about. Um,
0: So then a little dart pops out and shoots Grant Grant in the chest, and we see it burrow into his chest. Then we get this really cool x ray scene effect where we can see inside of Grant, and we can see the little dart traveling through his body and up into his brain. I thought that was really cool, especially since it was uh, 2006. I think that effect still kind of holds up. Mm -hmm. Grant Grant then just gets up and goes home heads straight for the fridge, and goes for meat. Just meat. And that'll become a running theme in this movie. Next morning, lovely Starla wakes up in her curlers and sees Grant Grant's truck out there, and she's like, oh, she feels guilty. So she's gonna make it up to him. She goes downstairs, and she starts playing the song by Air Supply, Every Woman in the World. Grant Grant comes in, and he's a little fidgety, because, as we now know, He's no longer Grant Grant. He's whatever's burrowed into his brain. But he looks like him, sounds like him, and has all his memories, so it still works.
1: Everything good, everything fine, that's what you are. So put your hand in mine, together we'll climb as high as the highest star. Who's that? We're together. Just no right real bump Forever. Oh,
0: So then they get busy obviously to that song and Grant's very emotional and different and Starla apparently loves it because she goes to work to tell her uh, co-workers that she got some and it was the best and they call her a slut and it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So as Starla goes to work, we get Grant going shopping for meat. Lots of meat. A truckload, literally, of meat.
1: hey Howdy, Mr. Grant. Oh, hey there, killer. What can I do you for? Give me a couple of your ribeyes. How many you need? Eight.
0: No, no, no. ten. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. You know what? For, for, give me fourteen. You having a party? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a little surprise with the wife. So let me get this scene where Starla—I was about to call her darla Starlight is showering. And Grant Grant's coming up to the shower and you can really see that he's struggling with himself not to hurt her. Like he is clearly, whatever's inside his brain, that creature, is clearly also now in love with her. And he has all mm-hmm. the memories that Grant had and he was obviously very in love with her and also very protective of her. Almost too protective on a scary level.
1: Yeah. Okay, this is where i have to jump in. So yes. as a non-horror fanatic... This is where things started to get a little squeamish for me. <laughs> so this is the first scene I think where we really see that kind of worm, slimy looking, um, slithery um, worm thing come out of his chest for the first time, where he had been shot by that little alien dart thing right. earlier. So it kind of slithers out a little bit and it's kind of and there's two know, of them. He's a, yeah, there are. There are. Oh, oh there are two of them. <laughs> yes,
0: and um, I called I mean, him his little uh, chest dick tubes. That's what I called them. <laughs>
1: I mean, what else are you going to call them? I mean, that's what what they do. That's what they (laughs) are. It was truly unnerving. And as a non horror fanatic, this is immediately where I said, okay, um, there may be some scenes where I might have to cover my eyes just a tiny bit, just a little bit. And of course, I saw the worms and I said, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll see how far we go. But um, definitely more to come. That was definitely not the worst of it.
0: No, truly not. And it's so funny because I have been watching, like, mega horror since i was little little like i've been desensitized Mm -hmm. since i was like eight years old uh so this none of this even like bothers me it doesn't even register as like oh anybody somebody would find this hard to watch i know and that's why
1: you're evil queen and i'm (laughs) Fox.
0: exactly cut to the local country bar where it looks like they are celebrating the opening of deer season we also get more talk about how nathan fillion's character chief purdy has been in love with Starla forever. And they really play this uh, well, because it's always, you can see the sheriff kind of giving her longing glances from afar all the time. So you know he's been uh, in love with her forever. Yeah. I will never understand what
1: joy a grown man gets He's a $1,000 weapon to blow the face off cute little no deer. Yeah. are able to lift a mug and have been carrying that torch for so long um that reminds me of something i want to tell you not, fuck you
0: fat ass. <laughs> uh cut to grant paying a visit to slutty brenda's did you happen to catch the movie she was watching in this scene you probably wouldn't know it
1: i didn't know it but i saw the guy drop the mop the dirty mop water into the jacuzzi or something and everybody screamed that's all i remember
0: yeah that's a uh classic horror movie it's called toxic avenger okay so there were movies there was a cartoon at one time yeah so it's just a little uh cameo thing
1: okay wait this is kind of hilarious though because that movie is called toxic avenger which they um reference in the scene and the director of this movie i can't remember his name off the top of my head but didn't he go on to direct the avengers
0: uh i don't know about that he might have I'm, he did I'm a lot i'm pretty I know sure that. he
1: did i'm like 99.9 sure that the director of this movie did direct the Avengers. Which makes me think, what in Marvel's brain said, "Oh, you know, brain-eating alien amoebas, sex, and dark humor." Let's 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 have him direct the Avengers.
0: No, he he directed Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Oh, Guardians of, of the
0: Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, so, I but still, it it. it's the Marvel universe, so kind of a little bit. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, another fun fact about this scene is when they're in Brenda's little house. Uh, apparently the house stank so bad of like cat piss most of the crew had to stay out while they were filming that uh, scene oh my god I mean can't you find a better house to do it in I don't know it was all filmed (laughs) I believe in Canada so
1: they have cats there too
0: then there is a scene that jumps back and forth between Grant Grant and Brenda and the bar deer hunting celebration and as they count down to one like it's New Year's
1: ladies and gentlemen right after God invented this world of ours He came unto Adam, and he said that man should have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, I believe when God said that, he was thinking of deer season and wheels, and how much damn fun it is to shoot a buck or two!
0: Back to Grant Grant, opening his shirt and revealing the worst reaction to a bug bite I have ever seen. And his uh, chest dick tubes pop out and start pumping something into Brenda. Probably not her first time. (laughs) I'm sorry, I know I'm pushing that Brenda's a slut, but she is clearly a slut in this movie. And that is her role, and she's playing it well.
1: She plays it very well. And it was at this scene that I realized, all right, this is strike two of the chest dick tubes. Um, My hand slowly going a little bit more over my face. And um, the shock only continues
0: from you. (laughs) Oh, my God. So much. All right. So we cut to Starla coming home and finding Grant Grant all swollen and gross. And he says it's a bee sting and that he's already called the doctor. Next morning, Starla calls the doctor for an update because Grant Grant does not look any better. He probably only looks worse. Only to find out that the doctor never saw or talked to him. Fun fact, the voice on the radio, the, the voice on the radio, the voice on the phone that Starla is talking to is Rob Zombie. It's a fun oh, little cameo. Yeah. There's, in this movie, there's a ton of little Easter eggs, like with names and names of places and all this little like stuff like that. So finally, we come to a scene with Grant Grant bringing Brenda, who's chained up in a barn, trash bags of meat because she is so hungry. She doesn't even care that she's chained up in a barn. She just wants meat. And so, I guess we'll visit her again later.
1: Honestly, same.
0: Same. You just want meat? You don't care if you're <laughs> chained up in a barn? I think, you're, I, think, I think you're looking for a different kind of meat, though, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm looking for a vegan. Maybe a different kind of option. Maybe that.
0: <laughs> Some nice falafel.
1: <laughs> oh, for us to believe.
0: <laughs> Alright, so the chief and the deputy stop by to find Grant Grant because Brenda is missing. And apparently he was the one last seen with her. The sheriff leaves its car with Starla because he's not there. Starla gets suspicious and breaks into the basement, only to be greeted with what I'm sure was the foulest of smells. But she still goes down and finds mountains of dead animals, missing pets from a town, around town, and just blood and gore everywhere. So she runs up to call the chief back. All the while she's walking around in her living room. Grant Grant is standing outside the window looking it at her. It is the creepiest shot. And it is it, it took me by surprise, but I was like, oh. He's just standing out there watching her. He's clearly not himself anymore. And he attacks her and his arm goes all squiddy and weird and wraps around her. And then the police bust in and he runs away. So obviously he is no longer Grant. He is now some sort of squid creature. His transformation is progressing.
1: He In that moment, he fully became Squidward. And I, <laughs> I immediately was terrified when that squid arm thing shot out and like put her in a chokehold. Yeah. Terrifying. Absolutely Terrifying
0: so now it's three days later we're at the police station with the mayor who is freaking out over grant grant trying to spin it that grant grant has lyme disease and all the other cops are like uh i don't think lyme disease turns you into a squid <laughs> oh
1: damn cancel a bunch of fucking morons i don't know how any of them got elected They blame me for it like it's like it's bill bill we need to talk shit morning, Jack. We need to find this grant. I mean, yesterday. Town council lit a Roman candle, stuck it up my ass. Jack, your leisure activities ain't my business. Hey, don't you fuck with me, Bill. Your poster's chief is in dire straits. Nobody wants to go hunting in a town with a pet murder kidnapper kidnapper. We'll it. find him, Jack. In many places he can hide, it looks like a damn squid. Sea world, maybe. See, may she heard you say squid, she's gonna go out and create a goddamn hysteria. Shelby, you gonna create hysteria? Not today, Bill. What's this? I thought we could use that like a police sketch, Chief. You know, take a door to door, see if anybody recognizes something. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all show some respect right now. And you, you don't know what was in there. You said it was dark. You don't know what the hell you saw. His arm was all bendy, Mayor. Well, it's obvious Sebastian's got Lyme disease. What? Lyme disease. You touch some deer feces and then you eat a sandwich without washing your hands. You got your Lyme disease. And that makes you look like a squid. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, fuck you all for laughing, Chief.
0: Another attack over at the cast What? Grant's been stealing animals off farms at the edge of town. Oh, jeez, both, let's go. Don't forget your guns. We don't want any Lyme disease popping out at us. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Ha, ha, fucking ha. And we find out that Grant Grant has been stealing animals off of farms at the edge of town. Because obviously he can't go to the store to buy meat anymore because he looks like a squid. So they form a posse to go shoot him or bring him in or whatever they're going to do. So they round up some local yokels to go stake out the farm where they think Grant Grant will strike next. Also, Starla comes along because she thinks she can talk to him and get him to listen to reason, even though he tries, tried to kill her. But whatever. Cut if that to- that isn't heterosexual, I'm sorry. Go if ahead. that isn't heterosexual love, I don't know what it is. <laughs> right? I'd be like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're a squid now. I gotta go, bye.
1: <laughs> She's like, oh, you're a squid? Well, oh, according to our vows, our third vow was sickness and health. And in squid arms. Yes, exactly.
0: So I have to say... Now's my time to go. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't get that copy. Yeah, no. (laughs) So we cut to the Struttmire farm. Husband, wife, three daughters, two of the girls are twins. So that's where they're doing their stakeout tonight. So it's night, and they're all on stakeout, and they're telling old stories. And then Grant Grant shows up. And he has changed a lot, as one of the deputies puts it. (laughs)
1: Said squid it got worse it looks like something that fell off my dick during the war
0: uh and yeah he just looks like a giant blob of tentacle and like pile of flesh it is gross and half of his face has these really cool like almost transparent teeth I mean, oh, the makeup job again still holds up today. It's really, really. It was amazing.
1: impressive. Yeah. It was impressive. It's By like, now, I'm my hand is about seventy-five percent over my face, and I was totally shook. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, now if the little the little chest dick arm things weren't enough, this is this is like nightmare fuel for sure. I was terrified. Right.
0: Of course, Starla goes to talk to Grant Crant as he's pulling away a whole cow with one of his tentacle arms. To go reason with him, which ugh, I don't understand with the white women, whatever. <laughs> then there's this awesome scene where Grant Grant, one of the yokels, is like aiming his gun at him. He's like, you know, whatever, fuck you, stop being a squid or whatever he says, I forget. But uh, Grant Grant whips him with one of his testicles and the guy just falls into two parts. <laughs> it's really gross. It's a really well done scene. And again, it holds up today. Like, that's a really good scene. I bet your eyes were completely covered at this point.
1: I mean, the accuracy for him to slice him completely in half. Right. I mean, that, that's a sushi chef right there. That is
0: some skill. <laughs> and the fact <laughs> that he was... a Michelin stock. Exactly. The fact that the guy was still kind of alive as he was separating was like, oh, yes, <laughs> get it. So all the cops obviously open fire and Squid Grant Grant quick slithers away. And so they follow him into the forest. Because, you know, obviously that's safe. So they follow him to a barn out in the middle of the woods. And in the barn, they hear, like, kind of moaning, whining noises. And when they go in, they find Brenda, who looks like me before I put my corset on, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mama. nice and round, basically a face on a skin-colored water balloon almost the size of the room. It's amazing. This Mama. <laughs> we,
1: we have all been Brenda in this moment, let's
0: just say. Truth. Truth. <laughs> Um, But yeah, she's basically a huge skin ball with a face and some nasty hair. I mean, this scene is gross. I mean, you can just imagine the smell of that place. Yeah. All of a sudden, she starts splitting apart at the sides. Something's wrong with me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh! Jesus! (laughs) God! uh Brenda.
0: Oh, I didn't want no one seeing me like this. Shit. How's my boy, Bill? Is he all right?
1: Of course fine, Brenda. So, what's going on here, exactly?
0: I'm so fucking hungry, Bill. I'm so hungry. I never knew anyone could be so hungry. Do you mind? Handed me a, a piece of that 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 possum over there, just
1: a little bit. I think we best get you to the hospital right quick. What the fuck are they gonna do with her in the hospital, Bill? Shut
0: up. Jesus, why is
1: she doing that? I told us is moving. Relax. Oh my God! Stop doing that shit. It hurt, bitch. Ah!
0: And she explodes into a mountain of slugs all trying to get into everyone's mouth and when they can't get into their mouth they all move on and go into the forest or no they all slither off into the forest that's what i should say you know <laughs> the name of the movie slither that's what it's called
1: for oh, 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 oh.
0: yeah but this this part of this movie actually really reminds me of night of the creeps because it's the same thing something from outer space falls and there's these little slugs that try to get into your mouth so they can burrow into your brain I'm not saying they stole that idea. I'm just saying it's very obviously the same idea. And they never mention it in the IMDb trivia. They never mention Night of the Creeps. And I'm like, mm, but it's kind of exactly the same thing. I'm probably going to get a punch of hate mail about that too. But whatever, I don't care. So cut to, cut back to the farmhouse. And the slugs start to head in. Now this is the iconic tub scene. Uh, it's a super cool. The slugs climb in through the window. It's only one slug in the cover art. The entire tub is surrounded by like, an entire sea of slugs, but it's not like that. But it's still a good scene. And we find out the girl in the tub, her name is Kylie. And so this slug gets in the tub and then tries to get in her mouth. You get to see that as soon as it gets in, it starts, uh, quote unquote, downloading its collective hive mind memory. And we get a shot of like distant worlds and how this life form takes over. Uh, but luckily, Kylie just had her nails did and it clamps down on the creature, rips it out, and then kills it with a curling iron. <laughs>
1: i mean that's the most camp way to kill something
0: yeah that's the same thing i would do if it came in here but i'd use like (laughs) a crimping iron or something
1: oh she's from the 90s
0: oh that's true
1: (laughs) i uh... I do have to say (laughs) i do have to say this scene as a viewer was very important because it really helps establish a lot that we're going to talk about later in terms of that Little worm crawling in and kind of establishing that hive mind mentality. She kind of sees things in that moment that really help establish the story. So, yeah, and it was a great scene too. I mean, you can't deny that's like if you remember anything from the movie, you remember the bathtub scene.
0: Yes, for sure, and it, uh, and it kind of gives you the, uh, the idea that she now knows enough about the creature, how it thinks, and how to possibly kill it. So that's mm-hmm. that's the setup of like you're now one of the final girls who knows how to push the story forward. Right. So it's good. Then we see the mom and the twin girls get slugged as uh, the slugs continue to invest the, infest the house. Kylie escapes the house and gets into the truck. But of course, horror trope, there are no keys in the truck. So she's just stuck in there. So the chief heads off to get the paramedics. Back at the barn, all the people who swallowed the slug, slugs start getting up and talking. And they talk like Grant Grant, so i.e. hive mind. Which is actually a really cool scene how they do it like they start all talking at the same time using the way he would talk. It was really well done. Cut back to Kylie's house. The rest of her family wakes up and then tries to get into the truck. This scene is great. Those little uh, twin girls are uber creepy trying to get in that truck.
1: I'm they were hilarious. I loved it. They were like giving very classic, like horror film, like the little girl voice, the way, like, we're here. Exactly. We're coming. They did exactly what they had to do.
0: Mm hmm then starla and the mayor run off from the barn the chief saves kylie from her parents and then pick up the mayor and starla in his cruiser and they all head back into town (laughs) one of my favorite parts is in the car as they're driving to town the mayor has a meltdown about soda
1: where is the mr pibb i told your secretary to pack mr pibb it's the only coke i like Goddamn Brenda's floating like a water balloon. The worms driving my friends around like the goddamn skin guard people are spitting ass at me. turning you in the guy chase and that is no fucking goddamn Mr. Pibb. Jesus Christ, Jack, let me get right on it.
0: I'm like, you clearly have much bigger problems than your fucking Mr. Pibb, okay?
1: It was the Mr. Pibb. <laughs> he, he needed that fucking Mr. Pibb.
0: Yeah, and in one scene, Starla is drinking tab. I have not seen Tab in decades. I was like, where on eBay did you get this? Like, have you ever even had Tab? Do you even know what it is? I have never heard of Tab before. Well, I was born a (laughs) hundred years ago, so I I was there when Coke was invented. Like, I know
1: (laughs) old Tab, yes. I
0: used to love that shit when I was little. Anyway. Oh my God. So then also while they're in the car, Kylie reveals her momentary mind meld.
1: It was me. I became it. Him. Part of him. Who? Who? Mrs. Grant's husband. But he wasn't always him. He came from. This goddamn Martian? Martian's is from Mars, Jack. Or it's a general term meaning outer space fucker. Oh, no, it isn't? Look it up, cocksucker. Enough! Kylie. Honey. Honey, what do you mean? His real face looks like a needle. But he's always got another. He goes from place to place. Worlds, planets. Killing them. Some he gets pregnant. Others he just takes over with his worms. And the rest he eats. Till they're gone.
0: Now he's here.
1: Embracing his these worms? These worms in their brain, you're they're all connected? It's like they're all one deal? An animal that doesn't procreate spreads, grows, absorbing the minds and bodies of the organisms around it. It's a conscious disease. If I weren't about to shit my pants, I'd be fucking fast,
0: man. So as they enter town, they are immediately T-boned and knocks all of them out. At least two of them out completely for a while. So the slug zombies, as we'll call them, the people being controlled by the slugs in their head, the slug zombies try to grab them, but the chief and Kylie get away. But Starla and the mayor get dragged away by the slug zombies. As they're running away, the chief gets the idea that if he kills Grant Grant, all the slug zombies will die. So he goes into the police station to get a grenade. But he is met by slug zombie deer.
1: (laughs) I was at a loss for words.
0: (laughs) I know, it's this big, like, puppet deer zombie and they are literally like wrestling, and the deer is body slamming him onto the desk. I did not understand that. Oh, I mean, I guess it's Grant G controlling him. So it's a deer who knows how to manipulate a human by like grabbing him I, and throwing him. And
1: it makes sense. I will say the graphics in this movie were pretty impressive up until this moment. Right. It was giving me very Chuck E. Cheese animatronic and um, very that. I yes. just I just couldn't stop laughing. I thought this scene was hilarious.
0: And it was that. It was. I think there was a quote from the the. A director who said we are making a funny movie but we are not making a comedy so it's a horror movie that has yeah. lots of funny elements which i really enjoy
1: yeah, it was hilarious
0: yes so then uh kylie saves the day and hits the zombie deer with a fire hydrant not a fire hydrant what is that called a fire extinguisher <laughs> <laughs> she just picks up a fire hydrant and hits him That's
1: <laughs> what was. just fucking rips it out of the ground <laughs> <laughs> this
0: little it like 16 year old girl yes Cut to Starla, all beautiful and clean, brushed hair in her bed, and she wakes up, and then we see the mayor wake up, and he's in this dark place, and there's all these slurpy noises, and he lights his lighter, and it is a bunch of gross people eating meat, their bellies all distended, and they're like, don't look at me, I'm so hungry, and this is the grossest scene. He tries to escape, and as soon as he gets to the top of the stairs and opens the door, he gets Grant's Grant's uh, chest dick tubes right to the chest. Which then turns him into one of the I'm so hungry, I need to eat. And he starts chomping on this woman's arm. So then Grant turns on the radio again, and it's that it's Starla and Grant Grant's song. And he has pictures of her all over the house. So he's obviously in love with her in his way because he's never known a love like this in a very long time. Apparently, he's been alone for billions of years because he's just a hive mind that kills and eats everything, and, you know, not a lot of love there.
1: I mean, I, you don't see a lot of those on Tinder.
0: No, thankfully, and definitely. What's like left? I haven't been on Tinder, I don't know. Left is <laughs> left is a goodbye, and right is a hello. You're correct. correct. Oh, see, I know, I know things about the interwebs. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we get oh the scene, the weird joining together scene. So like, there's this oh. part of Grant Grant's body that's kind of out the back door. And just apparently naked people just come up and lie on it and then they're absorbed into him and we get the scene of this naked fat guy just lay down onto it and then all of a sudden there's just this slime attached it's <laughs> it's very funny but also super <laughs> gross but well done and it's again a great idea where everything will eventually assimilate into him I and mean, he'll be the one Wait. thing on that planet there's hormones that's where they're bringing the bodies
1: probably new breeders Feeding inside oh my god that's great that's where they're joining together well now that is some fucked up shit the part that I found interesting was when the chief and Kylie noticed that all the bodies that are being dragged are being dragged due North. And so they think if we follow where they're dragging the bodies, they could be potentially leading us to where Grant, Grant and Starla are at. So I thought that that was kind of interesting too, which leads into them, you know, stumbling in and seeing this catastrophe.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's a good word for (laughs) catastrophe. It is definitely (laughs) a catastrophe. So Starla tries to trick Grant, Grant. She gets close enough to him to stab an antique handle brush into his neck Um, but it doesn't really do anything it just pisses him off and that's just as the chief and carly try to get in the house we get a shot of the chief mercy killing the mayor who is starting to turn into one of those crazy meat-eating people and he's like kill me and so he just does he just blows him away right there
1: kill me carly please that part was interesting because as opposed to the other scenes that we see of these people kind of getting possessed by this alien slime worm monster thing yeah you can actually see a little bit of his humanity still peeking through i mean like even when the mayor is like taking a bite out of you know some flesh because he's so insatiably hungry he still has like some remorse in his eyes and you can tell that he's kind of grossed out by it too but he literally cannot help the fact that he needs to eat flesh now because he is one of them yeah so of course like you said he begs the chief you know please put me on my misery because Either this worm didn't fully infect his brain yet, he's still kind of in purgatory, or or what? He just couldn't take it anymore.
0: I think he just had visions of himself turning into that big Brenda balloon, and he was like, I can't end up that way, just fucking kill me now, please. (laughs) Then we get the whole goofy comedy grenade scene. So (laughs) the chief takes the pin out of the grenade to throw it, but Grant slaps it out of his hand. It flies over behind a couch. So of course, the chief and Kylie go to run to get the grenade, which would in real life had already exploded by now. But they finally find it in a pile of feathers. They grab it and then Grant knocks him out the window and the grenade falls into the pool and then explodes. So there goes their one shot of killing Grant, or so they think. Uh oh, Grant Grant's double dick tubes head straight for the chief. But luckily, only one goes in. And the chief grabs the other and attaches it to a propane tank so that Grant Grant starts to fill with gas. He pulls the chief in with the gas and the chief's like, shoot him, just shoot him. So she grabs his gun, Starla does, and shoots him. And as soon as Grant Grant explodes, all the, slu- all the slug zombies collapse. But luckily the chief is still alive. But he's got a bit of Grant Grant splooge leaking out of his chest. <laughs> That scene was yeah, that super did. gross.
1: Oh, I mean, oh, that that was the gross scene for you? Well, yeah.
0: He pulls out that tube and just like, I mean, we've all been there. A bunch of white stuff just starts pouring out.
1: Oh my like, gosh. But luckily, <laughs>
0: Kylie says...
1: That really hard. Oh, oh, oh. Are you alright? You need both of them things and you to get all woomy.
0: Oh, that's awesome yeah so luckily he only got one tube so then they walk out into a new day and there are literally dead people everywhere just littering the ground yep that's the end they start walking down the highway to the hospital but is it did you watch post credit
1: you best believe i did Ah. what i saw was very interesting
0: (laughs) interesting yeah okay uh post credit scene you get a shot of a cat going up and licking some sort of jello blob and then the little dart pops out again and then it goes to black but you hear the cat get struck by it so i mean i guess they left that as an opening for a slither too which i don't know was ever made or even in the works but i mean it was always open but i think it was a great movie overall
1: i i think i think it was a great movie too i upon reading reviews of it I learned that it was a little bit of a box office failure, so I don't know if A Sleuther 2 is on the horizon, but I will say for what it was worth, it was a pretty entertaining movie. I enjoyed watching it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I think it's become more of a cult thing now, especially because of all the, uh, like famous scenes, like the Brenda scene, you know, uh, I, upon watching this for this podcast realized that I had never seen the whole thing. I had seen clips and I had seen obviously stills from the movie of the more gross parts, but I'd never seen the whole thing. So it was actually really good to, you know, watch it and get the whole thing and then rewatch it for notes and then rewatch it again for clips, but you know, whatever, tis my life. Um, so yeah, so on here, I don't know if you've listened to enough of them to know that we do a rating system, one out of 10, one being bad, 10 being the best, and we pick something from the movie. So for me, I'd give this movie eight out of 10 chest dick tubes for this movie. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh wait now I have to think of something Oh was in that did I take yours question. I'm sorry <laughs> I mean that that was the automatic one in my head but um if I had to give this movie a rating given, given that for me personally there were a lot of scenes that made me kind of squeamish I would give it a I would give it seven bloated Brenda's
0: oh oh there you go bloated, bloated brendas. brenda's oh. Yeah, that's safe. I mean I think we
1: I think we've all been uploaded Brenda at least once or twice. Oh yeah, that's why long, I so need to, to All
0: right. So tell all my podcast listeners around the world what you're up to, where they can find you, so on and so forth.
1: All right. Well, what I'm up to, I'm locked inside the house. It's 2021 and we're still in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, but it's okay. I'm making the best of it, doing drag in my bedroom. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at the Dorian Fox. That's exactly how it's spelled, is how how it sounds, is how it's spelled. Um, and yeah, you can catch me online. I'm always doing digital drag shows on Twitch and, uh, feel free to check me out.
0: Totes, totes. Very good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for podcasting with me. Congratulations on winning season one of the debauchery thank trials. You. Are you, have you been keeping up with season two? Have you been looking at all the contestants?
1: I have been. So, uh, truth be told, two of my drag sisters are in season two. Awesome um, some tea. We How are members. <laughs> what's up
0: spill the tea who are they
1: <laughs> well uh two of my drag sisters uh Jay angel and lucky are two of my drag sisters uh who are all members of the house of dulce that's our little uh, collaborative oh, house group so uh after they followed me on season one i said if y'all don't go ahead and enter yourself in the tomfoolery that is the debauchery trials i think you're missing out
0: yeah have you do you think that this season is a little bit harder than the first season or on par or what do you think
1: I think so far it presents different types of challenges which are different than the ones that we had whereas a lot of our challenges were really look and fashion based i've enjoyed the challenges this season where it's been um you know more improv more kind of um just using other skills in your drag versus solely your appearance right and i feel like that's really fun um and it's super fun to watch i mean there are some super creative people in this competition and it's just it's fun it's cool to see people all over the world just expressing themselves with it and having a good time so yeah
0: truth truth Okay, well, again, thank you again for being on the podcast. I hope this is a, you know, super popular one and everybody around the world takes a minute to watch Slither and then listen to us talk shit about it. (laughs) Heck yeah. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. Well, that was Slither from 2006. Such a good movie. I hope one day that they do make a sequel, without ruining it, of course. I want to give a huge thank you to Dorian Fox, season one winner of The Debauchery Trials, for one, watching a horror movie, and for two, for being such a great guest. So make sure you follow Dorian on all social media. Check the show notes. And I urge all of you out there to check out The Debauchery Trials on Instagram. Follow, like, comment, and really support these contestants. Well, I guess that's it for me tonight. As always, you can message me any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, shady remarks, or whatever, to any of my socials, which you can find over at EvilQueenSF.com. And as always, keep watching scary movies.
1: Praise Jesus. And pushing it this shit's about as far from god as shit can get know you ever seen anything like that you ever heard of anything like that huh me neither i watch animal planet all the fucking time